Welcome to the July 2022 episode of our films review of the And Now for Something, Something Completely Machinima podcast. Again, today we're a team of three. I'm Tracy Harwood and I'm joined by Damien Valentine. Hello there. And Phil Rice. I will say my greeting. Uh, Damien was talking about Star Wars earlier, so I'll, I'll, I'll do a live, live long and prosper. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Very nice. <laughs> Very clever. I love how I, I totally screwed up the. Uh, you me try to, my, t- my kid tried to teach me how to dab. Oh, just forget about it. My hands are all over the place. I'm doing great. So, yeah. Hello. Anyway, Ricky is once again not with us. He is still finishing Elden Ring. It's been forever. Um, and we are really looking forward to him joining us again next month. Um, now, we've got some fantastic films to share with you um, once again. So let's crack straight on with that. Um, and Damien, I think we're going to go straight to you. Um, and I have to say, I think you've got a very uh, timely um, a couple of releases for us. Um, yeah, there's a very specific theme to both my choices um, uh, this month. The first one I actually found by accident. I wasn't looking for a film to choose when, when I came across this. Um, I recently went to see the new Top Gun Maverick film and I really enjoyed it. So I was looking up Top Gun films on uh, YouTube. And the first one I came across was what if Top Gun, as in the original film, was a British film? And it's kind of a combination of live action for the actual scenes with the actors. And, and um, but then for the actual flying sequence, um, they used uh, a flight simulator, which I couldn't identify which game it was, so I have no idea which flight simulator it was. Um, and they, what they've done is, over the course of three videos, they've recreated the original, roughly, more or less the original film, uh, with a focus on the, the action sequences rather than the romance. In fact, there's even a joke at one point where um, they make fun of themselves for not including the romantic scenes. And, you know, that's fair enough, because they want to do a, a sort of an action um, fan video and um i th- i was really entertained by it because they did a pretty good job of doing the story but they made it funny and the britishness of it as well it's kind of not what you expect from top gun um so what do you guys think shall i go next <laughs> yeah go ahead yeah. well i have to say the very long and i do mean very long what was it, two minutes, 20 seconds advert for their sponsors totally threw me at the start. That I was did... I, I was basically expecting a bit of Top Gun stuff. <laughs> and there was none of that. <laughs> anyway, um, I thought it had great humour with the, with the racket sports in the rain too, which of course, you know, as this episode goes out, we're into Wimbledon at the moment here in, the, in uh, Blighty. Um, and there was really <coughs> lots of very British... Um, culture stereotype in jokes which i guess if you don't if you know if you don't know all the british culture in jokes then possibly that might kind of pass you by i thought it was almost um as badly edited together as the jokes (laughs) of which there really are quite a lot Um, but actually the two of those things together made it quite an enjoyable watch somehow the editing style the real acting and the machinima and the parody style kind of mixed together. It's, it's quite fun. Um, 
nothing, of course, like a, a parody of the film, but a riff on everything everyone knows about the Brits. Awful haircuts, bad teeth included, the weather, the technology, the language, plus the odd bit of um, English countryside and nature encounter. I really quite liked it. Yeah, I was thrown by the, uh, I, I got about 60 seconds into the, uh, the opening sponsor video and just thought, why did Damien give us this link? What is this? And then I, I, you guys. I happened to hover over the uh, timeline and it shows chapter breakdowns for that. And I thought, oh, okay. So this is a sponsored bit. And yeah, two minutes, 20 seconds. So then the movie proper, you know, I fast forwarded and the movie proper started and, and about 60 seconds into that, I was like, why did Damien send us this link? <laughs> Cause it took a little while. <clears throat> before the uh, <coughs> before the shots came in, where I realized, ah, okay, this is this is uh, they're using some flight sim stuff in the background, and I couldn't identify the simulator either, Damien. We need to get uh, what's his name, Russell. Russell mm -hmm. probably spot it in three seconds flat. Yeah, because he's he's uh, um, his last name is totally slipping my mind right now, but he has worked all done all kinds of stuff with different flight sims but anyway um yeah you know it was it had the feel i think what saved this film is that it it clearly didn't take itself too seriously they were just friends having fun uh and the the tone of it as as kind of silly and and uh yeah, some of the British stuff went over my head. Some of it didn't. I'm probably a little more uh, aware than than some would be, but there was some of it that I just I've, I've got I've kind of gotten used to that. That if I ever watch, uh, you know, British comedy, there's stuff I'm not going to get as an American, and I've just kind of gotten used to that. I love, but but what I do get, I love so much that I I keep watching it. So. Uh, and this 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 was right in it. It just sat right neatly in that pocket. I thought that the use of the footage was a clever way to to do really the only technical thing that that was I think needed on this. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was it was fun and and just a kind of a lighthearted and clever way to make use of that. Yeah. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Uh, just for the sake of our audience, I chose part two because it had the most flight sequences in it. Um, I was going to do part one just because that's the beginning, but there isn't a lot of flying in it, which is the machinima parts of it. And I thought, well, we're a machinima show, so I should choose, you know, the part had the most machinima in it. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you both enjoyed it. And that brings me on to my second video, which is also a Top Gun video. Uh, this is a little bit more serious. Um, it's a shot for shot recreation of the opening sequence for the new film. Um, more or less mirrors the opening sequence of the original film where they're on the aircraft carrier and you see the, the flight crews getting the jets ready to go and they fly off and others come in and land. And um, Spoiler alert, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if, you if you haven't seen sorry. the movie, there are jets and aircraft carriers. Yeah, so, sorry if I just spoiled the whole film for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, so I'm not going to talk about the new film beyond that because it's the opening sequence of it um 
and, and if you've seen the original, you, you have a pretty good idea of what to expect from this scene anyway. Um, again, this is another video I found completely by accident when I wasn't looking for something for this show. And it was made by, with a flight simulator, which they do identify as DCS World. And my understanding is it's a very hardcore um, flight simulator. It's, everything is as realistic as it possibly can be. Um, so it's not a game you can just pick up and play casually. Um, but I was impressed by the amount of detail that went into recreating this, because it'd be easy to do a, a similar recreation, but this was pretty much every camera angle was identical. Even some of the numbers on the planes mm -hmm. were the same as the ones in the film. Oh, and, wow. Um, yeah, and you got extra detail, like uh, the, the movements, the flight crews are moving, they're doing the hand signals, and the planes come down, there's cables on the... the um, aircraft carrier to catch the planes to stop them from going off the front um even that's in there and i know it's obviously part of the game but just the fact that they had that as an option and could zoom in in close really helps uh, recreate the the scene and i wouldn't want to see the whole film recreated that way even the, even just the flying sequences but i can see just doing that is an impressive feat so uh yeah what do you guys think well i think the whole film would be a pretty ambitious thing to try because there's you know, once you get into the talky bits of it, <laughs> I kind of doubt this game, which amazingly, according to YouTube, this game is from 2008. Can you believe that? Wow. wow. A 14 year old game and it doesn't look it at all. Yeah. Um, I have not seen the film, as I said, but it has, I believe it is shot for shot because it definitely has the feel of modern professional grade editing of shots. I mean, it, it is, you don't have to see the film to know this is, this is imitating the work of someone who does this for a living, you yeah. know, it's exceptional. Um, I, I, one effect that was particularly impressive to me, and I don't know if it was added in post or if it's, if it's a visual effect in the game, but the, in some of the early shots in particular, the heat waves, the heat coming off the deck of the carrier as the planes go by which is kind of a signature shot. I remember shots like that in some of the uh, scenes from the original Top Gun. It just, th that little detail, but it just, it gives you this, this real sense of, it's engaging all your senses, you know, as, as much as is possible for a film. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I found it very impressive. And uh, the, the age of the game is what blew my mind. I can't believe it's that old. I did not realize that when I chose the film, that just makes it even more impressive. Hmm. Well, um, you know, what you also shared was a little um, clip of the actual opening scene um, on YouTube, um, because I also haven't seen the film. So that was potentially really helpful. But by the time I actually clicked it, it had already been taken down. By <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bit unfortunate. But then I thought, oh, I'm just going to find another little clip of the opening scene. And I managed to find a sort of a 24-hour-old um, Italian <laughs> Italian open scene. Um, and what I then did was played them side by side. Um, and I have to say, I was incredibly impressed with how Phenom's version had recreated the scene in this digital combat simulator world, almost exactly scene for scene, timing and all the lot. Um, excellent shots i mean absolutely brilliant 
uh, in the way that um, that it was all done. I mean, the, down to the detail of what was in each scene as they were being recorded, li literally playing them side by side. You could see exactly how it was done. I guess that's how they how they actually created it in the first place. They had the thing running side by side. I guess the only thing I would say is um, why are we seeing so many of these opens, opening scene machinimas? Um, and, you know, I think when, in the past when we've talked about this, we've sort of said, is it that folks are basically creating, you know, testing their creative skills um, within these kind of games rather than extending the kind of story world per se? I mean, what I was going to do uh, in our news section last week, actually, was mention a similar sort of thing to this um, that had been created um, of Alien, where, you know, they'd done pretty much exactly the same thing. They'd created the first scene, but using Unreal Engine. Um, but what I don't understand is why people are doing it. What am I missing? Um, here's how I've come to look at it. And then, Damien, I'd love to hear what you think, too. But, you know... Uh... Think of it as a boxer, okay? You've got a boxer, someone who is, is going to be in the ring going 10 rounds with someone. But part of their routine is going to be working out with weights. And part of the routine is going to be hitting the heavy, you know, the speed bag. And part of it's going to be hitting the heavy bag. And part of it's, if you're Syl Sylvester Stallone, you're going to be doing reverse crunches from the rafter of, a, of a, some building up north and pushing big tires over all this CrossFit stuff, you know? To me, this exercise is, it's a workout of certain, it's only using certain muscle groups. So someone might look at someone pushing over a tire and think, well, that doesn't have anything to do with how to, you know, beat another man half to death. Why is he doing that? Well, it's, it's working certain muscle groups that need work, that need building up. And I think that there's a, that that's a decent metaphor for this type of project is you're not working the whole body. You're not, you're not, you're not training for the overall activity. You're picking a set of skills that you need for this. And some of it's already done for you. You know, the, the shot selection is the hardest part of this clip. Mm -hmm. That's the hardest part that requires the most skill. It's the easiest way for it to look amateurish is with bad shot selection. That's already done. That choice has already been made. You know, what to show in each scene, how to lay things out, that's already been made. All you have to do is uh, imitate. But you do get to learn how the cameras work in the game, what the different focal length. I mean, there's such a wide variety of shots, wide to really close up. Um, there's different movements and animations that have to happen. So uh, to me, it's, that's what it is. It's, 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 it's a method of workout to get better at a subset of the skills that you need to be, to, to be a good filmmaker, hoping that, that that will rub off on you, you know, that you don't just imitate so that you can only learn to produce that scene for the rest of your life. It's as you're working on that, hopefully, well, I think the hope of someone entering into that is, Maybe I can pick up on some of the why. Why was this chosen? Why was this shot chosen to go after this one and the next one? And, and what about this makes it great composition? Mm. You know, because this is composition that's been done uh, in another medium by a complete master of the craft. So uh, to me, that's where I see the value is in it. You certainly don't want to spend your whole 
you know, all of your time doing just that. I think it, uh, for a creative person, it gets boring if you do it too much, but I think there's value to it. Just like to me, if I'm wanting to be a better tennis player, doing stretching is boring. You know, you don't want to spend your whole day stretching. Eventually you want to hit the ball, you know, but if you don't stretch, you know, there's consequences to that. I think there's, there's, I, I may be pushing it a bit, but I think that there's a, an analogy there that makes sense to me as, as someone who makes films. There's sometimes when I spend time working specifically on sound design, Mm-hmm. just for the sake of doing it or trying to make a, a soundscape that sounds similar to this. When I'm mixing a, a music track that I have recorded, a very common practice is to have reference music on one of the channels that you can switch over to. You pick, if I'm doing like some kind of, you know, 90s rock sound, then I might have a sound garden track that has a similar type of texture and sound that I want. And every once in a while when I'm mixing, you switch over to that reference music. This is this is what's done in in recording studios as well um, for all different genres of music, and it's it's a matter of you know learning from that and practicing those skills outside of a real project uh, has has value that you hope will accrue and build up and you can apply to your own later. Mm. Interesting points. Thank you. I think I'm very much in agreement with Phil. I mean, recreating a sequence on. Uh, a Hollywood film or any sort of big budget film um, is a good way to learn. You don't have to recreate the whole film, but um, I think I did a, a shootout scene in one of my uh, old projects and I'd never done a shootout scene before. So I didn't know where to place the camera angles, uh, place the cameras or um, I knew where to put the characters because you know they're going to be this side of the room, they're going to be hiding behind things and then the other side of the room, they're going to be hiding things over there. But I didn't know where to place the cameras or how to make it cut between the two. So I'm went back and watched some shootout scenes in um, some films I enjoyed. I didn't copy them, but I thought I could see why they put that there because you can see them firing over the, the thing they're using for cover. And I think if you're going to recreate a scene from a film, it's a good way to learn because you understand why they did things like that. And I mean, especially something complex like this Top Gun video, okay, it's planes flying off and landing, but it's a lot more complicated than that because you have all the shots of the people running around and the mm-hmm. pilots doing the hand signals in the plane. And you ha- how do you get the camera to follow the plane as it's going along the runway and taking off? Or um, it's things like that. It's a very complex scene to um, create. So by recreating it like this, it's a good way to learn. So when you want to create your own, you know how to do it. Yeah. And um, Well, there's I, a language to it, isn't there? We've, we've talked yeah. about... Uh, there's a language of cinema and it's uh, part of that is the visual language of, you know, how the camera conveys information to us. And uh, when you want to learn a language, you don't, you know, it's, it's helpful to analyze text by someone who's already a master of that language. Yeah. You know, to learn how to put the words together properly. And I think it's that, that, that analogy works here as well too. Mm. And these guys obviously, they really enjoy DCS World as a, a game to play. And if they want to make the stories of it, or recreating a film that's obviously about planes, uh, just a sequence of that, that's a good way to learn because if they want to do a, a proper film about um, in this uh, flight simulator, well, why not create a, a recreate? Oh, yeah. From this very popular, they obviously, yeah, you do it, hope well. it rubs off, right? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. 
great. Well, thanks for answering that. Really yeah. appreciate that. Um, Phil, do you want to lead on hired steel? Yeah, this is apparent. <laughs> I'm told that this is a, uh, a part two of something that I picked on a, a prior episode. I have no memory of that whatsoever. <laughs> um, but uh, it's called Hired Steel, a mech machinima. And this is episode two. And uh, when I think of mech games... I'm reminded of one that I played late 90s. I can't even remember what it was called, but the graphics were very, it almost looked like, uh, like Tron, you know, visible polygons and no real texture on them and, and just very primitive. And it was ridiculously complex. It was almost like learning a flight simulator to control this thing. And I, I, it was probably the worst purchase I ever made for a video game. Like in terms of, I just gave up like really quickly. Like, I don't even care. I don't want to learn how to do this. <laughs> so, and, and it certainly was not anything that was visually arresting at all. Um, and uh, that's, you know, mech games have, let's say, have come quite a long way since then. And uh the thing that's that's impressive about this is it's just it's visually stunning, um, very well directed. Um, there's there's a nice sense of the story that the characters are are surprisingly well animated and lip synced, which again, you know that's uh, I'm old. That's not what I was expecting at all. So uh, and apparently I've I've been I've marveled at this before, but again I just. I don't remember, but uh, I'm glad that I was reminded of this. And uh, uh, what did you guys think? Well, I, I really liked it, actually. What I liked about it was the way the cameras were used to zoom in and give you more detail as, as the, the troops kind of moved, you know, where they were sort of zooming in from different angles and whatnot. I thought it was incredibly well done. Um, I mean, the focus is obviously on the fighting action with these kind of what do you call them exo robots or something i don't know what you call them mechs these yeah mech, they are the mechs are they okay yeah well Tron, how much I know Tron light them. cycles i don't yeah, know yeah 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 uh, whatever you call them anyway um but the, but i think the attention to detail as the combat scenes were were set up was was brilliant um and actually what i also liked about it was the sound design as well oh yeah great sound uh really really good sound um and I think actually the other thing I would say about this is it's really worth watching it right to the very end of the credits because they show you some of the storyboards they created for the scenes and how they planned to do those um, shots that I just mentioned. I thought it was incredibly well done. Really, really enjoyed it. And and Phil, you did pick it um, <laughs> for the August uh, episode of our films review in season one. Um, and it's clearly taken them several months to produce um, the episodes. Um, so, because I think it only just launched when you picked it up the first time. So, mm -hmm. and this one, yeah, and been, this one came out in February. Yeah. yeah, this one's been out a couple of months. So I think it's about six months worth of work that has gone into this, which I I think almost definitely shows in what you're looking at there. So, great pick. Yeah, I can see why it took them so long to make it. Because even though it's just a very short video, 
it's about five minutes long it there's just so much happening and there's a lot going on isn't there mm. yeah and it's not too much happening it's just the right mm. amount of stuff that's happening and obviously it would have taken a long time to figure out you know how they're going to where's i mean i guess it's done in the multiplayer mode and so they can each player is controlling different aspects of it but to coordinate all of that and to make sure that the whoever was controlling the camera could get it all in and um and it's visually stunning which i know is more down to the game um but i was just impressed by that as well even things like there's a sequence where some missiles get fired and the smoke comes out of the missile launcher yeah and um that's not necessarily needed for detail but it's there and it adds something to it like if, if it wasn't there you wouldn't think about it but it is there and you notice it and it makes it look better and so i think that they chose a really good game to, to create this story obviously that the big fans of the game know it really well which is obviously an essential thing to do if you want to to create a really good uh, mission of a film is to really take the time to understand the game and know what it can do and what it can't do and what all of that kind of stuff um and these guys have and they've produced an excellent film and um i know we've got a while to wait for the next the, the third chapter but uh, i look forward to that as well mm. One more thing I'll mention, too, that I found particularly impressive is given that this was, from all appearances, yeah, filmed in some kind of multiplayer mode, the fact that the camera work was so good and there's there's a handheld feel to it, you know, mm. that I don't think maybe that can be done in like After Effects or something like that, but it sure felt like that that camera movement was somehow happening in the engine when it was rendered. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's some kind of uh, built-in uh, recording system with the game, but to pull that off in multiplayer and get yeah get those shots right, uh, it's it's quite impressive, quite impressive work. It's mm. very hard to do that kind of camera work with a mouse and keyboard or whatever. Oh yeah, had. right. Even with a controller, I mean, it, the precision was was just wonderful. There's, yeah. there's several shots where it starts out wide and then some action happens and it's a very quick zoom and it's just so exact. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was very impressive. Yeah, I really love that. I think that's been my favorite one this week, actually. Okay, moving on then. Um, I've picked a film called Star Citizen News Redline Episode 2 um, by Elite Expeditionary. Uh, by EE Studios. Now, Elite Expeditionary uh, is an organisation that operates within Star Citizen, which, Damien, you can probably tell us a bit more about this in a minute. Um, now, Redline is a series. It's um, it's a bit like a cross between... Do you remember Chris Burke's This Spartan, Spartan Life and mm -hmm. um, Red versus Blue, Series 1, um, that we saw way back in those very early days of Machinima? This is kind of positioned... A little bit like a, a a kind of a news review come sort of you know halo-ish um reportage i suppose um in this episode though what we've got is this reporter called natronics out with this um elite expeditionary team as they're on some kind of training exercise on a planet somewhere in in the cosmos um there's a lot of really crude humor in it, um, <laughs> much as you might kind of expect from probably. Yeah, real would you sold. rather? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you kind of you kind of definitely get that sort of realism through that uh, to, an, to an extent, if you can stand it. Uh, and basically the thrust of the red line narrative is 
is trying to kind of get under, I think, the skin of those citizens in the worlds rather than just showing some of the neat tech or the game engine capability. And actually, I think it's got that kind of interesting approach to it that, that does kind of show off the tech really well through its narrative approach to telling these kind of personal stories um, through the these kind of, I guess, somewhat inept eyes of the reporter. Um, although I think some of the episodes probably do cross a line too far in the process. There's actually five episodes in the series. Um, so you can kind of see how the reportage progresses throughout. And I think it's actually worth watching it for, for possibly one point alone, because I think in the in the start of this episode, what you see is that um, the lip sync is awful. <laughs> um, but it actually gets better as you watch more of the episodes overall. So, yeah. What did you guys think? I was jarred by the uh, the lip sync of the opening shot. I was reminded of, of uh, some of the some of the films that we've reviewed in the past where it's like, you know, if the lip sync is not that bad, then then maybe don't make it the feature of mm. the shot, you know. And with mm. that opening shot, it it's and I don't know anything about how the character control or the animation works in Star Citizen. Um, if this were done in iClone, then I'd think, okay, it's it's almost like they they changed the the mesh of the model to where it's like a mouth breather thing, you know, where the mouth is that's the starting point. And then all the lip sync motions happen without, he never quite closes his mouth all the way. Yeah. So like every time he says the letter M and those lips don't ever touch, it just kept jarring me, you know? But what's weird is that there's a lip sync section at the end of this video yeah. where it, that, that, that problem isn't there. Yeah. So, and I don't know the technical explanation for that, um, for, for why that was that way in the opening scene and it wasn't in the closing. Mm -hmm. um, Maybe they just, you know, learned how to fix it by the end of this episode and next one it's better. I don't know. But um, anyway, overall, um, yeah, enjoyable, a little bit, a little bit slow paced, I think, at times. Um, uh, I feel like that it could have been edited a little bit tighter. Um, uh, this particular episode um, that the the crude joke that's kind of the, the at the apex of it would just. It's 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 something I shouldn't laugh at, but I did. Uh, the would you rather, and then let me let me ask that again. Would yeah. you rather? It's just so absurd. But I think what was funniest about that joke is the the reporter doesn't answer the question that's being forcibly put to him, and it just cuts in the very next scene is just the reporter kind of sitting off by himself, like almost like in PTSD mode, you know, just, just like what just happened. Not saying a thing though. Yeah. To me, that's where I, that's where I laughed. Yeah. Like, really me too. laughed me too. more so than the joke or whatever the punchline would, would be. That to me was the punchline. And I thought, okay, that was, that was well done. Well, cruder than it needed to be, but yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a fun way to handle that. Um, yeah. You know, until you said it, Tracy, it didn't really strike me how much, focus in this uh that this is a human interest piece in a video game mm -hmm. and that very much it's not about tech at all like you said the tech is present you know you see it but it's almost like a background element uh it's not and that to me that makes it a little bit more impressive 
Mm. Um, because if we're supposed to suspend disbelief and go into this world with these people, they wouldn't be thinking about the tech the way we would, Yeah, not seeing it. To them, that's just their everyday. People don't talk about the everyday. You know, the stuff, they don't marvel at things that are normal to them. And no one in this did. So it very much was about this guy just trying to, to, to come to understand these people, maybe even trying to ingratiate himself a little bit and be, be cool like they are. And just the fact that, that, that those emotions are what come through on this is quite an achievement. For, for machinima uh, machinima doesn't machinima doesn't often even attempt that that's right going deep like that you know much less pull it off you know yeah. we see some that attempt it and it just falls flat and in this sense this is this is very successful i think for that reason that um you could easily forget it's machinima while watching it if you wanted to not for tech reasons not for video rendering reasons not for any of those reasons but just if you started thinking about these people as people, very easy to go along for the ride. Like it has a believability to it. So I like that. I like that they're attempting that. Mm. Damien, what do you think? Yeah, um, it's very different from some of the other Star Citizen videos we've looked at before, which um, uh, there's that one, that I can't remember the name of it now, but the one with the father and the daughter as the crew on the ship. Adrift. Uh, yeah, that was it. It was uh. a very serious story. And there's right. the other one that Ricky chose way back where the guy is a comedy one where he's out there alone, right? Yeah, and he, he goes on that mission into the cave and he finds the uh, yes. body and whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is again something very different, which I think shows that the sandbox nature of Star Citizens it, it allows you to tell these very different kinds of stories. And um, some of that humor in this particular one did make me uh, wonder a bit, but like you, I the humor was not the joke, but what came after the joke. Uh, and that, again, that makes me laugh more than the joke itself, which I think Matt is probably the point, actually. Mm. And it did remind me of some of those early machinima where they were kind of poking fun at themselves in the game rather than telling a serious story in the game, which is good because, again, it's, it's flexible in this what they're doing here. Um, the organisation, uh, expedition, I, I don't really know it because... The way the game works is players can create their own organizations to do certain things and um, it could be whatever they want. Obviously, this is a, a mercenary group that goes in and uh, to do combat situations, but the game isn't just about going in and blowing things up. You can play the game without firing a single shot if you want to. You can do peaceful exploration or you can just um, deliver cargo or um, if you want to, you can just sit in a bar all day in, in world and chat with other players. Uh, it's kind of got that Sort of open world flexibility and people have organizations to do those things i mean if you want like i said the bar could be owned by another player um i know that they last what they want to do is to basically create a huge space sandbox uh, mm -hmm. so people can do what they want you don't have to fly in a spaceship and blow things up and risk your life every day you just live in this alternate world and i think this video is a good way of capturing that because you've got the reporter um feels like they're a player reporting on things happening in the world. And obviously you've got the humor in it to, to make the video funny. But if you wanted to, you could be a serious game reporter, in-game reporter, and go around covering in-game events and have a serious news show if you wanted to. And I think, you know, this, I thought the video was well done. And there's 
um, might not be the most exciting thing, but it doesn't have to be because that's not the point. Hmm. I think your comments actually reflect what the other episodes are. Um, now, now you come to say that because they are all different sort of scenarios, um, like blowing rocks up or exploring a cave or exploring a social environment and what have you. Yeah, very interesting. Okay, well, my um, my next little pick, I don't know what you guys make of this one. This is actually a concept short film um, made in Unreal Engine 5 by JS Films. Um, and it's um, an entry into the Unreal Better Light Than Never contest, um, which we mentioned in last week's news episode. It's basically a soldier wa walking through a darkened scene with some amazing sound design to it. Um, basically, he's 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 walking into a, um, a, a dinosaur, a velociraptor or something like that. It's an incredibly short um, piece. Um, I think it's 28 seconds long, um, which is, uh, well, I mean, the fact that you can tell a story in, in such a short period of time, I think is probably one of the things that impressed me the most with this. Um, actually, I kind of wanted it to be a little bit longer, but I don't think it needs to be to um, achieve what it's done. Um, and it, in the in the comments um, that he's got on the on the film, you can see that what it's um, it's it's been inspired by the I think the 1999 PlayStation survival horror action game called Dino Crisis. Um, where you've got the, a plot of dinosaurs, um, uh, you know, marauding over these kind of closed environments. I think that's kind of what inspired it. Um, and um, I think for me, what, what comes over so well in this is this atmosphere that has been created. You can kind of cut it with a knife, this eerie lighting uh, and the footfalls of the soldier and the kind of grumbling of this creature um and you can see that mocap's been used in this as well with the soldier generally i thought it was really nice work what did, what do you guys think js films has done some excellent videos he's got some excellent tutorials that you've mentioned before and we've talked about some of his actual films as well and again this is another one that even though it's short he's giving us a little bit of a taste and of what this can do he likes to do sort of test videos and short videos just to just to see what software that he's using can do and he, he's used unreal and omniverse and he's played around with icon and character creator and when you start watching this film and you have the soldier walking through the corridor you could if you didn't know it was machinima you could probably think it was a real live action as an actor wearing this suit you don't see his face Mm -hmm. And usually when you've got machinery characters, it's, it's the skin and the face that give it away. Because he's got a, he's got a um, mask on and a visor, so you can't see anything about him. So you can easily imagine this is a real person walking through this dingy corridor, someone with a camera behind filming it. And then, of course, the dinosaurs there waiting for him, which is a bit of a giveaway that it's not necessarily real. But again, it, it shows what the uh, potential is with Unreal to be able to pull off something like that. Mm. Um, it, it, he said it's a test concept video. So um, I'm hoping that he's gonna do 
more like this because it'd be interesting to see what, what he's got in mind mm. um it's kind of because it is so short it's really hard to say anything more about it i, I enjoyed it I, I want to see more of what he can do with it so i liked it yeah he has a nine minute or so video on his channel <coughs> that starts off showing this and then goes into um kind of some behind the scenes of how it was made and stuff and actually showing um you know work in the unreal editor and stuff like that uh it's 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 very interesting i found the short kind of it was a little dark mm. i don't mean that emotionally i mean like visually on the screen it's just a little bit too dark to to wear dark almost to the point where there was like a like a haze or a blur to it. Now, maybe that was a stylistic choice, but it just, it, uh, I don't know. I found myself distracted by that. I couldn't really, um, maybe it's just that these old eyes are getting, getting bad or something, but I, I spent most of the time kind of struggling with, wait, what's, what's happening? What am I, what, what? <laughs> I, I couldn't really see what was going on. I had to watch it a few times. Um, so, and you know, maybe that's me. Or, uh, but I, I, I would have, I would have enjoyed a little bit more, a little bit more crispness, a little bit more highlights. You know, you don't have to bring up the ambient light of the whole scene. That's the point is that it's dark and, and kind of scary, but, uh, um, it just, it felt a little bit, uh, washed out with darkness, I guess. Um, but as far as execution, uh, everything you guys have mentioned is it, it's definitely there. It's, it's, um, wouldn't be surprised to learn he, that some of this animation was done with mocap because it's very realistic, his movement. Uh, the dinosaur, I don't think that was mocap. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I hope so. Not. <laughs> you say yeah. that, but the new version of iClone has a T Rex, oh. it has human motion, so you can do mocap for it, which I haven't done yet, but I want to try it. <laughs> I'm planning on getting one of those, one of those uh, adult inflatable. Costumes. dinosaur oh, yeah. costumes and just doing all my dinosaur work using that okay. live action <laughs> yeah i look forward to seeing stay that. tuned yeah right. <laughs> so anyway I, I i don't know i guess there has to be you know at least one film in in ricky's tradition there has to be one film that that uh, somebody doesn't like as much so this is it i was just kind of meh okay well, that's fair enough yeah. I, I mean i agree with you on the darkness but yeah i quite liked it Anyway, that's it for this month's film reviews. Thank you very much for your input, both of you. Really appreciate it. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the film selection as much as we did, um, with the exception of the latter one, Phil. Um, <laughs> uh, if you um, see anything you think we should be taking a look at, including anything you've done yourself, do please get in touch. You can find all the usual communication methods on our website at completelymachinima.com. We're also on YouTube, Facebook, Discord, Twitter, and even on TikTok. Although I confess, I'm still trying to figure that one out a bit. Um, going to be calling on my 14-year-old niece for a little bit of assistance on that. Um, anyway, just before we go, there is one thing um, that I wanted to uh, mention, which is that next week we have a really fascinating interview for you with David Blandy, um, whose work you may recall we um, reviewed last month, How to Fly Like a Cormorant. Um, so don't miss that. He's an absolutely fascinating person to hear speak. 
And he's probably one of the most successful media artists currently using machinima as part of his creative practice um, that, that certainly I've seen for, for many years. Anyway, that's it for us this month. Have fun and see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.